it to the Easy Yoga Podcast with myself, Gemma Nice, Easy Yoga founder, author, yoga coach, and relationship coach. It is my pleasure to have you here and for you to feel energized, calm, happy, and for you to have the perfect relationship with yourself, your partner, and your family without seeing a family therapist, changing your personality, or leaving your job. You will learn techniques and things to help you guide you through a better life through health, meditation, yoga, journaling, nutrition, and all things yoga for you to have the life you deserve and crave and for you to love yourself on a soul level. Thank you so, so much for being here today. And I am so grateful and so full of love to have you here. Enjoy this next episode. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode from Easy Yoga, all things yoga, relationships and well-being. And today I have a very special guest with me. Her name is Dawn Maria France and she is an accomplished award-winning journalist and is the editor-in-chief of a news-led women's magazine, Yorkshire Woman's Life. She is a travel writer, children's author and broadcaster. She was born in Yorkshire and she's not only passionate about her roots, but also on important issues, including women's rights, equality, diversity, and is also a mental health campaigner. So welcome, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. That's all right. So yeah, how did you kind of get into all this? First of all. Well, I've always been passionate about mental health. So before I became a journalist, I studied um, social care and community care. And part of that course was, um, child safeguarding, adult safeguarding, child psychology, and also mental health. I was interested because one in four people are likely to suffer with mental health issues in this country. And one in six people report experiencing depression or anxiety. And mental health problems are common amongst thousands of people in the UK. Um, But despite this, there's still a strong stigma attached to mental health and people with mental health problems often experience uh, discrimination, whether that be at work or with their social group. And although I don't have clients, um, I like to write about mental health and try and raise awareness about an issue that affects so many people. So I do that through my writing. I do that through having talks as well. And I just want to get the message out there about mental health and to just have that debate and that discussion. Yeah, because it is so needed. And especially, is it last week, maybe? Uh, This will go out in the end of June, but we are now uh, mid-May. And is it Mental Health Week this week or was it last week? Mental Health Week is this week. Right, yeah. Oh, that's right then. (laughs) Good time to talk about it. And did you suffer with it at all or not? No, no, I didn't suffer with it, but I knew a lot of friends and associates who did. Um, Sadly, I've lost a few friends who have um, taken their own life because of mental health. And I think that's what's driven me to have the conversation and to write about it, because I've been personally affected, personally affected by the people that I've known who struggled with it. And also in the community that I'm from, which is the black community, it's something that no one really talks about. It's something that happens, but people feel ashamed about talking about it. So they suffer in silence. So I've written about mental health in the black community and how we need to have further conversation. And it's nothing to be ashamed of. It happens and we need to have um, dialogue to learn to deal with it and to try and find tools to deal with it as well. Yeah. So I've 
I've given speeches um, where I've provided safe space where people can speak openly and candidly about mental health. And then we've looked at tools where they can use those tools to help them, things like meditation, talking therapy, mindfulness, etc. Tools which can help with your well-being and your mental health. So even something as simple as going for a walk, um, talking to someone, having affirmation cards. And you don't need to buy affirmation cards. You could just make them yourself. You could take them to work and just write things like, I am strong, I am powerful, um, I deserve to be loved, I deserve to be cared for. And just take those affirmation cards with you and discreetly, if you're at work and you feel that you're struggling, just to have a look at them. So looking at tools in which help with your well-being and your mental health, these are the kind of things that I discuss when I do talks. That's really good because I think a lot of it is needed and also like bringing, bringing meditation into your daily life or affirmations. And actually I have a mirror that I have uh, five affirmations on that I say to myself every day. So it's like a mirror mirror work, I think it's called. And yeah, because you're looking back at yourself and you're actually bringing that affirmation into your body. Would you say it would be easier to do it on like a, a cert certain time of day or when you're feeling a bit sad or yeah, drawn out, drained? If, well, um, with the individual, it, it, it's got to be their choice. Um, they can do it at different times of the day or they can do it when they're feeling a little bit under the weather it's just something to remind you that you're important and you're valuable and it's something to take care of your well-being as well I myself do it in the morning um, I also make sure I've got five minutes to meditate and that centers me and that keeps me focused so it's about using the tools that will help you with your well-being so as a mental health campaign I would say don't suffer alone with mental health speak to someone, whether that be a trusted friend or a counsellor. It's also about taking time for yourself. You're important, you're valuable, and your well-being is important too. So as I said, I take five minutes myself for meditation each day. So people could do that maybe five minutes in the morning, at lunchtime at work, or at home in their own private space, just to send to you, to distress you, to be kind to yourself as well. And an afternoon stroll, reading a book, taking yourself away from your work desk is important as well. Um, so I think we need to look at tools that we can use to, to help us. And particularly with COVID-19, that pandemic, we've seen more people who'd never suffered from mental health, suffering yeah. from mental health. And we need to take that seriously. So we need to all be kinder to ourselves and give ourselves the time and the space to look after our well-being. It's rewarding for your mind and overall for your health. And research has shown that if you take time with your well-being, it increases your physical benefits, it helps you with your sleep problems, it increases your productivity and your creativeness in both your employment and your personal life. And we need to make time for ourselves and know that we too deserve to feel better, especially in the complex and difficult world that we're living in. And as I said, it doesn't have to be anything that costs a lot. There is some fantastic meditation courses that you could do, you know, with YouTube. 
and you know just go for gentle walks it's so important to look after our mind and our well-being and I think we need to be a lot kinder to ourselves a lot of us are a lot harder on ourselves because the way the world is we need to go out we need to work we need to make money and so on and so on and we forget that although we look after our physical self mind by going to the gym for example we also need to look after our well-being too that too is is vital yeah and i think a lot of people don't really realize that or have done now since covid's happened but we never really used to yes we used to go to the gym every day or eat well but actually turning inward you uh, you can then start to really notice how you are feeling every single day or why you're snapping at the kids or why you're so argumentative or uh, as well as like within your monthly cycle, if you're a woman who does still, still cycle, there's lots of different yeah timings within your body that you need, then need to find, I suppose. And, and by, doing ment uh, by doing mindfulness things, it will then allow you to feel better about yourself. Absolutely. And as I said, it doesn't have to be something big, even sometimes just taking yourself away from the computer and just sitting gently with your affirmation cards is, is just something that's centered. Having a warm bath as well, that would help. And you just need to find what's right for you. And as I said at the top of the interview, I myself do meditation so I make sure that I have the five minutes so you don't have to do meditations for 20 minutes find what works for you and sometimes a five minute burst is all you need I find that extremely centering for me and it yeah. takes me away and it makes me feel much able to deal with whatever's coming at me and it's good to just slow down your mind as well and I find it as a good tool as, as for me personally but it's about people finding their tool I also do chanting as well so I found the tools that I need so it's about people finding the tools that they need yeah and it doesn't need to be expensive going for a walk doesn't cost you anything just um having a moment just to sit down and just to do some deep breathing and just to take yourself away from whatever issues and with the cost of living crisis as well that's further strain that people are dealing with as well as coming out of the COVID pandemic so as a nation we've had so many stresses and strains over the last couple of years and when you think it's over because COVID seems to be moving away then there's the cost of living so it feels like people are constantly being battered with one thing or another and that's why we do need to recognise that our well-being is important and just like we would go to the gym to keep fit and healthy and like we would eat you know good food and fresh fruit and so on we also need to remember that our mind is important and well-being is important too definitely and do you find that women are more open to talk about things rather than men or is it kind of equal now as well i find that um, with women women are more open to talk about this. I've written um, for a national newspaper about women and depression. And um, we'd gone out for, um, you know, for a coffee after work. And it started to unravel mental health, the conversation about mental health um, just came up with the, all of us just sitting and just talking. And I didn't realize that my friends at that point were suffering and it was just really natural and organic for them just to talk about it over a coffee but with my male friends I found that um, it's been a lot 
difficult for them because they've got this um, preconceived idea that men don't cry, that men should keep it all in, which is completely false. If you feel hurt and you feel that you need to talk, then you should talk regardless of whether you're a male or female. So um, just changing the subject in my book, my children's book, I ensured that my little boy, the male character, he cried. So I showed that, yes. And for me, it was important as a children's author with my children's author hat on to show the little boy crying and to show that it was okay, that he had these feelings and it was all right for him to show it. Because yeah. I'm, I'm not really comfortable with the narrative of men not being able to show their emotions. If you look at young men and the suicide rate, it is absolutely scandalous that so many men take their lives each year in this country yeah. because of depression and, and anxiety and so on. So my husband's do... dad, actually, he committed suicide, well, it must have been 30 years ago, but when my husband was age 13, um, because of this, because he felt so enclosed and couldn't talk to anybody, and that was a big mental health issue that he, he had and suffered with, but nobody knew because he was so quiet. But now I think as well, it's coming out more in children that, yeah, same with my son, I allow him to cry and my daughter as well. Like we don't say, shh, don't cry, don't cry. Because if you say that, then you're gonna make them not cry later on in life and, and enclose themselves. But that's yeah, with children, that's amazing. Yeah, that's absolutely true. That's why for me, it was vital to have the male character cry because I've seen the situation with my male friends. I've lost a couple of them to suicide. And so it was important for me as a, as a children's author, with my children's author hat on, to ensure that the little boy did cry. And I got a lot of praise from parents with both um, sons and daughters that, um, that I got my illustrator to show him crying and show that he was upset. It's so vital that we help each other to have conversations, whether it's your male friends. And I think I'm quite good with my male friends at actually sitting down with them and talking about all sorts of things and allowing them the space to just talk about how they're feeling, not yeah. judging them, which I'd never do, but giving them that time. And I think we should, as a society, do more to do that. I know that um, the Royal Family have been great in pushing mental health to the front of the British um, consciousness, but still in a lot of um, employment, you know, your big employers, maybe the council or civil service or your larger employees don't seem to have got the memo. And I was sad to read that someone who worked in the civil service department had said they felt suicidal. And then when they got their data protection records, their manager said, this person's a nutter. How do we get rid of them? This was in, yeah, this was out there in, um, in a newspaper article. So that's not showing support. You need to, instead of thinking, this person's got mental health issues, how do we get rid of them? You should be thinking, this person's got mental health issues, how do we support them? That's what's so important. And as I said, one in four people in the UK experience mental health problems. So it's, it's a huge subject and a lot of companies, in my view, need to support the staff because a lot of people will then go off with work-related stress because they're not getting supported. And that shows that the companies will lose thousands of pounds because people are on sick. So they need to put processes in place to support people. They need to realise that the 2010 Equality Act is there to support disabled people. And 
also be putting that into place in support yeah. of their workers and a lot of companies don't seem to be doing that no it's always in the papers it's always on in the media yeah. <laughs> so they, they really need to support the workers and realize that mental health can happen to anybody because I was reading recently that because of the pandemic people who'd never in their life had mental health issues started to exhibit mental health because of covid and also the cost of living crisis is causing a lot of relationships to buckle because of the strain of the of the cost with everything people are splitting up because of it and there that's causing mental health issues it's a huge subject and we need to talk more about it it is definitely especially with employers as well because now everybody is supposedly still ish working from home that can be quite isolating even though yes you are talking to your colleagues on zoom or whatever you're still not actually with them. You're still not going to have a break and have a coffee in the kitchen and, and talk to your co-workers about what you did at the weekend or something like that. You're still constantly looking at your little screen. And even if you are working from home with your partner, you're still in different rooms, but then you're not actually seeing anybody else. And I think that has a lot to answer for as well. And more, more companies need to actually figure that out. But I, I don't think they are at the moment. You're absolutely right. I know that um, a few of my friends, when they were working from home, they said to me that they struggled. So what I did was I arranged to go for walks with them in their breaks. So That's they cool. went alone when they went for the walks. I was with them. So they, they had another person there. And we need connection. People need people. And looking at a screen is not the same as, as you rightly said, having a coffee and what did you do for your weekend? It's just a screen that you're looking at and you are in that house on your own, isolated from the outside world, which is why it's so important to maybe go for a walk and make sure you try and do it roughly the same time each day. And then if you, when you do eventually go back to the office, use those tools, instead of sitting at your desk, go for walks as well. So take some of the tools that you've learned back into the workplace when you eventually go back to work but I think employers should do something maybe people should have a hybrid of working from home and then so many days in the office so they break that up break from working from home continuously so they get to see people because I know quite a few people that found it a real struggle at first because they've always worked in the office and even the little things like saying hello to the person on the door, the security person or the receptionist and just having those little conversation, how's your child, you know, what did you do at the weekend and so on. That's missing because all you've got is a screen, really, and you've got yeah. your head down doing your paperwork and then looking at a screen. So some people it works well with, but just because it works well with a lot of other people, sometimes it's not one size fits all. And I think you know, people need to be mindful of what works for their employees and maybe the hybrid might be the best solution. And also, as I said, going for walks or in your break, reading a book. Yeah. So taking yourself physically away from the screen to just do something, maybe look at your affirmation cards, or maybe that might be the ideal opportunity to do your meditation in yeah. your break. So use five minutes to do your meditation, then go for a walk and just get away from the screen because when you go for a walk even though you don't know those people out there you're seeing other people and that's got to be beneficial for you too definitely yeah now we are going to go to a short break 
See you the other side. Welcome, dear one, to paradise. We are collective seeking paradise. It is a feeling, not a place. And we believe that we hold all wisdom for healing. We share our experiences throughout our journeys, as well as gain tools and support to flow through life's highs and lows. We are here on a sole mission to guide each other through the process of finding the path to paradise. Now we have incredible news for you. In spring 2022, we are expanding our services to include our own app called Paradise Movement. And we want to offer you exclusive access. This will include to have our virtual sanctuary as you know it, Paradise Movement. However, with the launch of our new app, there will no longer be a third party platform. We will just be a click away. This is a really easy to use app with lots of healing tools, e-programs and courses and lots and lots of healers which will help you on your path. I am one of these healers. So come over to this amazing app. It is incredible. Go to www.paradisemovementmvmnt.com for you to sign up and include yourself in this lifetime access for our full online sanctuary and for you to be healed. And do you find with the diversity of being kind of like a, a black woman compared to a white woman, do you find that, or, or children as well, do they find that they get bullied more and like on social media bullying? So then that equates to mental health as well, more than a white person. Yeah, there is definitely, sadly, there is um, still racism in, in the country. That's the, the word. <laughs> pandemic which has no cure whatsoever I mean I myself have been a victim of racism um, and I've managed to to navigate it myself by using the tools that I've talked about meditation mindfulness and so on those tools have helped me when I've, I've um, found myself in a position of being racially harassed um, a lot of people are really really great in this country and I'm fortunate to be living in a really lovely part of the world and you know I can't imagine living anywhere other than Britain and the vast majority of people have no issues with but there is small pockets of people who are racist and who are racist to children and that causes mental health issues as well because when I was at school you'd be harassed in the school but nowadays people are being harassed on the phone they're being harassed on social media so it's like they cannot get away from being bullied and and um um, racially attacked verbally they cannot switch off because they're put on the phone and it's there they go on social media and it's there when I was younger I shut my door and it was gone because it happened you know at, at school or in the workplace you could get harassed there but when you go home it's gone but with children nowadays it's constant I myself wrote an article about children being cyber bullied and it was heartbreaking to interview the children about how they couldn't get away from being harassed and how the racism, how they were called out because of the colour and the racism was constantly there from school on the phone and so on. And they had to switch off the phone and so forth. So it's a lot complicated now than it was when I was younger. And it's still sad that it still happens and that people are still called out because they look different or... Um, because they sound different and so on. I've had both, unfortunately. But I've found over the years, I've put in place tools to survive it, 
and to navigate the nastiness. But what I've realised is there's a handful of people that are like that, but the vast majority of people have been great. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Actually, I, when we went to China in, when did we go, 2006, we went backpacking. And because we'd gone to South Africa first, my hair went really, really blonde. And then when we were traveling around China, because there's hardly any Western people there, everybody was looking at me thinking, oh, you're weird, you're different. But obviously nobody said anything. But that is kind of what you guys get. Mm. That, and that was only like on a tiny scale. And you think, wow, that's really bad. And that they were just looking at, they were friendly enough, but yeah, it was just that look. And and it's so sad that there's such that division, mm. especially in the UK now. Yeah, it, it's, it's sad that it still happens. Um, I wouldn't mind if they just looked, but I've had it where they've been abusive as well. Um, and I've also had micro passive aggressive behavior as well, which doesn't just stay outside. It sometimes it's, it seeps into the workplace environment and you have to deal with it when it raises its head and a lot of people um, of colour or because of their accent or whatever. I mean, some of my Italian friends have had the same kind of experience of the micro-passive aggressive in the workplace. And I feel that um, workplaces, it's okay to say that you um, have all these structures in place, you're against discrimination against anything to um, go after people for their sexual identity. It's okay having these, these statues in place, but you need to show that you're actually putting those um, processes in place so people don't feel uncomfortable. And I'm sad that I've had to go through it and I'm sad that my other friends of colour have had to go through it too. And we've all found ways of dealing with it. But as I said, the vast majority of people are just brilliant. It's just a small pocket of people that have got this kind of hatred. Like we've just seen on television, the 18 year old boy in America who went to the black neighborhood and shot down the black That's people in, in, in the shop who were just minding their own business. But that kind of hatred, that kind of, you know, disdain towards someone who's different is still sadly in our society. And as I said earlier, it seems to be the, the virus that doesn't have any signs of having a cure. But um, majority of people seem to get along. So we have to take comfort for that. And where we see anything that is um, against that, where it is racist and so on, we need to call it out. And I myself have written about those kind of issues as well. I think, yeah, it just needs to be brought up uh, and, and still being allowed to be brought up as well. And the more people talk about it, the more people understand about it more, I think, and, mm -hmm. and then be, be open to talking freely about it, freely open about it, if you are suffering. Absolutely. And if you are suffering, don't suffer in silence. It's not just you who's been through it. Uh, I remember when it happened to me, I was just minding my own business when someone shouted abuse at me, obviously of my colour. And it felt like being slapped in the face. It was horrific. And I did have to talk about it, but I actually went and challenged the person. Um, I went up to them and said, because they were with a child, it was a grown man and he was yeah. with a five-year-old boy being really racist to me. Um, and I had to go up to him and say, and what? So now you've said what you've had to say to an innocent woman who's minding her own business. Does that make you feel good that you've assaulted, assaulted a woman in front of your son? 
Yeah. You know, how what what kind of message is that? And he didn't know what to say. <laughs> Get to him in his place. <laughs> he didn't know what to say because he thought that I was going to do what, you know, cry in the corner. And when I went to confront him, I was shaking. I was still trembling because what he'd said was so offensive. Oh. But I, I felt I needed to do it for myself. And then I went and spoke to my friend later on to discuss what had happened. And I then went and did my meditation just to calm me down because I was so, it, you know, to be insulted like that, you mind your own business. I was on my own as well. And I felt very, really vulnerable to have that happen to me. And that happened in whole the city of culture, the irony. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And what are two things, two takeaway things that people can take away from this conversation today? Well, I think what they could take away is they need to be mindful about how they're feeling and they need to put their well-being first and they need to be kinder to themselves and they need to find what works for them. And as I said, for me, it's five minutes meditation. So maybe they need to look at what tools they need. Um, the affirmation cards that they can make themselves is quite a, a useful one. Um, going for a walk is quite useful. Talking to other people about how you feel and not bottling it up is quite useful. Um, and also maybe looking into chanting as well and yoga. Find what works for you. Be kind of to yourself and not be too hard on yourself. And if you're struggling, don't struggle alone. Try and find the tools and the people to talk to because you matter and you're valuable. And that's what I want people to take away. Definitely. And where can we find you? What's your website or yeah, where, where do we get your book? Um, you can find me on www.yorkshirewomenslife.co.uk. I can be contacted on the magazine website. Perfect. Oh, thank you so much for coming on. It's been really lovely. It's been lovely talking to you, Gemma. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Oh, so as always, I would love to hear your thoughts about this episode. So please leave a comment or tag me on social media using at Yogi Gemma. I'm always so grateful to hear your thoughts. And thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this episode. I will be back next week with another one, another fun episode for you guys to listen to. And also please leave a review on iTunes or like and subscribe to this podcast because it really means the world to me. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much and I will see you very soon. Bye.